This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Running and building a successful small business can be overwhelming for any ambitious entrepreneur, especially when it comes to marketing. In fact, many small business owners that I speak to tend to find they struggle when it comes to marketing their businesses. And if you can relate to that and you feel a little bit confused and overwhelmed, then you're in for a treat with today's show. Joining me is Angela Raspis, founder and CEO of Ideas Into Action. And Angela started her company from her dining room table as a solo marketing consultant back in 2005. Now fast forward to today, she now has hundreds of happy clients and a team behind her working from her corporate office in Chatswood and that's in New South Wales, helping small businesses out of overwhelm so they can enjoy the rich results that client engagement marketing delivers. And today Angela is going to share the difference between engagement marketing and classic marketing and why client engagement is so important. So you'll need to listen out for these tips and strategies she shares. Very important. Three key concepts to ensure you, your brand and your service engages with ideal clients and how to move from transactions with customers to relationships with clients for long-term growth and much more. Full show lined up. Let's welcome her to the call. Welcome, Angela. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. Now, you talk about client engagement marketing. Now, with classic marketing and client engagement marketing, what are the differences? I think the, the key difference is an understanding that marketing isn't an event. It's not something that happens right now. I put out a message and bang, I get a client automatically. There's so much noise in the marketplace these days. There's so, I think I read a, a statistic the other day that said something along the lines that we are bombarded with between two and 4,000 advertising and marketing messages every day. It's very difficult to get traction in that type of market and that type of noise. So engagement marketing is about very much seeking out your tribe, working out what are their key problems and challenges that they have And how can I craft my services and my message so it really engages them and pulls them towards me as opposed to pushing my messages out there to the market in general. Mm. So it's a a bit of a lot. It takes a little longer, but it gives you much better and much more sustained results when it comes to growing your business. Mm -hmm. So you can leverage it a lot deeper then when you're engaged with your prospect than if you were just trying to bombard them with information and hope that they would sign up and invest in in products and services. 
Precisely, because it's really the key difference is that we don't have transactions with customers when it comes to engagement marketing. We have relationships with clients. Mm -hmm. And so by that very definition, it's a richer and it's a deeper and it's a more long-term outcome, which is really, as a small business owner, as a micro business owner, what we want. We need, I believe, less clients who engage with you more often for a longer period of time. Yeah. And that's interesting and I think really important to stress because I know just over the last couple of weeks, you know, going to networking events, when people are, you know, you're talking about social media and, and but engaging with clients and the fact that it is going to take a little bit more time investment on, on their level. It's Some of people comment, oh, I don't have time for that. But I think what we're stressing here, it is so important that you need to put aside the time to build that relationship, to build that engagement, don't you think? Absolutely. The way to look at it is that when people go through a buying cycle, at first they're not even aware that they have a challenge that needs fixing. Then they become aware of it. Then they start to look for perhaps options to address that problem. Mm -hmm. And then they start to connect in with those people. It's a really can be quite a long cycle. Now, the chances of your message hitting somebody at just the right time when they're ready to buy right now is quite remote. So it's Mm -hmm. important to keep in touch and start to nurture a potential relationship with that know, like and trust factor. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really important. And and I know one of the things that you say is really important is to resonate with a client. And do you just want to, number one, just give your definition of what you're talking about when you say resonating with clients, but then also from a small business owner's point of view and an ambitious entrepreneur's point of view, what are some things that we can do to do that? That's a great question. Well, the concept of resonating is that it it really hits you deep inside that what this person is saying or offering is what you truly need. It's um, what I call, where it starts from is, is the 2 a.m. uh-ohs is probably the best way of looking at it. But I think we all as entrepreneurs and business owners have that moment where it's like, oh my goodness, you know, is my business going to thrive? Am I getting enough clients? You know, is that website really going to work for me, et cetera, et cetera. You may have different 2 a.m. concerns and so do your clients. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to resonating, it's a case of putting yourself in their shoes and looking at the world through their eyes. And then from there, when you really get a handle on what their true concerns and and challenges are, you can craft your messages and your services to meet them. A one key example, we've all got a website, or if we don't, we should all have a website. It's our um, shop front to the world. I see quite often what I call the, the three little pig syndrome. Mm-hmm. When, you go and, when you go and read someone's website, it's saying, we, 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 we do this and we do that and we have this. You really want to go and give your site the uh, that test and see if you have got the three little pigs on it because a resonating message is not all about you. People buy because they feel understood, not because they understand what it is that you've got to sell. So if you want someone to be reading the page of your website or listening to you at a networking event and be nodding, Mm. yes, yes, that's how I feel. Yeah. And when you have that connection, you are really starting to engage them and they want to know more. That's the key place to start. It's talking to your clients that you have now and asking them why is it that they decided to purchase from you and what were they going through when they were considering who they wanted to work with Mm. and you use their language be very aware of their language because it's quite different from ours quite often yeah and that's so true and I love the three little pigs syndrome we we, we, that's fantastic but it's so true because as service providers or, or people who are selling products we know that our products are amazing but often we use the jargon and when we talk about it we're left looking at blank 
stares at back at us and it's like well because we're not speaking the language and putting yourself in the shoes of your ideal client is just so important so then for someone who's listening today and thinking you know what I think maybe I am a bit of a victim of the three little pig syndrome on the website but also in the way that I communicate and, and at networking events because people are just not connecting with me, would you suggest they spend some time then and really start to research what are people struggling with? How are they saying, you know, what are the words they use to describe that? Really spend some time focusing on that. Absolutely. That's another example of that is like, for example, we put together marketing plans, but people mm. don't buy marketing plans. You know, that's just a piece of paper with lots of words on it. Yeah. What they buy is freedom from overwhelm, clarity on what actual tactics they should put into place to get the results that they want. So if I was at a networking event and someone said, so what do you do? Oh, I have a, a marketing business and we write marketing plans. You know, yawn. That's mm. not gonna, that, that people <laughs> don't think they wake up at 2 a.m. and go, you know what? My my problem is I need a marketing plan. They don't do that. <laughs> yeah. They wake up at 2 a.m. going, oh, my God, I don't have enough clients. How am I going to connect, attract, and engage more clients with me or words to that effect? Yes. So, yes, absolutely. Every entrepreneur should be stopping and really having some time invested in talking to their current clients and finding out how they perceived their problems to be. Mm-hmm. And then working on their value proposition, what you actually say and do, to, to start to engage and pull those people towards you. Yeah, yeah. Now, you shared a very interesting statistic, and we'll pop that up on the show blurb as well. The fact that women are starting up small businesses as a rate of two to one compared to men, which is just incredible that small businesses is the powerhouse of our economy providing almost 50% of the nation's employment opportunities and of course for those international listeners that relates here to us in Australia and 85.2% of small businesses operate in the service sector now with all these people starting up businesses which is just fantastic one of the questions that I'm sure they ask time and time again is with all of these businesses and a lot of them our competitors what can we do to stand out from the crowd? Because that's so very important. You might have the best product. You could have the best service. Yet, if no one knows about you, you're not really going to get many clients, are you? No, that's the thing. But there, And those statistics that I shared with you, there's two sides to them. They're hugely encouraging because it really is the time for us women now. There is so many opportunities for us to do what we love and to find a tribe that needs and appreciates what we love. But you've got to go about it in quite a systematic way. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, throw your website up, print your business cards and go, whoa, come get me, everybody. <laughs> There are definite steps that you need to go through. Now, I think most people would understand the concept of a niche market, that Mm -hmm. you cannot be all things to all people. So the first step is really once you know what it is that you want to do, now we have to frame it in who's that going to serve. So you're looking at with all those little businesses, the beauty is that we can all serve a specific slice of the market. So the way, let's take an accountant, for example, or bookkeepers. Now, they have essentially the same type of skills, but bookkeeper A may work with uh, people who have just started their businesses in, let's say, a particular sector, let's say that they their specialty is in looking after people who have sports stores, just as an example, mm-hmm. where somebody else as an accountant might be specializing in the area of veterinarians, for example. So the idea is to find your little slice of who you really want to serve first and get those messages engaging and resonating with them. Mm-hmm. Now, we, I don't know if we've got enough time to go into all the different ways in which you can lift your visibility. 
what I hear so often from small business owners is that they get overwhelmed because there are so many choices. So the key here is to work out who is it that I want to serve, what is it that I want to say to them, how can I be engaging, what's mm-hmm. my value proposition, and then it's what are their watering holes, where do I find them in their greatest numbers, mm-hmm. and then get out there and start connecting. And that can be things as, as simple as making sure that your website is well optimized if we talk about search engine optimization, making sure that you go into networking events where you'll find these type of ideal clients, looking for opportunities to do guest blogs and posts in other websites where you know that it is a watering hole for them. There's several things that you can do, but the idea is to pick, say, four different things, four Mm -hmm. or five different things, and then focus don't try and scatter yourself widely across the market because you'll be exhausted yeah. and you won't get traction in any of those areas. Yeah, that's so very important because so many business owners that I speak to who are drained and who they're doing trying to do so many different things, but unfortunately what happens is we wear ourselves thin. So the things that we're doing, we're not doing them to the best of our ability. So people are not even connecting out there with the messages that we are sending, whether we're networking, our website, site, you know, guest posts and things like that. But I think that's an important insight that you shared and we should all be reminded of that. Pick four or five different things, continue to do those well, and that really will help us to get our message out there into the hands of our ideal client, which is so very important. And that's just connecting it back to what we were talking about before, that idea of the buying cycle that somebody's in. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've picked a particular networking event or association and you only go once in a blue moon. You know, building that know, like and trust factor, you know, being around somebody when they are ready to start making a decision to purchase a particular service. Mm-hmm. If you're not there, if they don't recall you, if you haven't stayed on their radar, then the chances are they're going to be looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that consistency is so so important and not spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. You you talked about the buying cycle a couple of times now and I mean the buying cycle for everybody is going to be different. I mean some people may be at a stage where they're almost ready to make a commitment, they hear about you, it feels right, it looks right, you engage with them and and they're ready and so the time span that it takes from someone to get to know you to invest is different. But in the buying cycle, is that something that there's like seven different key areas in the buying cycle or do you want to just talk briefly or is that part of of the program that you support clients in is to understand that? Well, I guess um, the the point that you made there is very true that the buying cycle is different for every person. Mm. I guess I haven't really put it down into concrete steps. It's more of of an overall feeling and and watching of how people have gone through the Mm. cycle. Mm -hmm. But Probably the best information I could share at the moment is the importance of staying in touch. Yes. Because, I mean, your newsletters are a great example of how, how you can stay in touch that way. You mm. see about yourself regularly. And the thing is, as you start to receive them after that first touch point and people are reading about you and they, they feel as though they're getting to know you more and they're mm. seeing examples of work that you've done with other people and the other way in which you are sharing valuable content and information with them. And they do start to build up this familiarity. And people buy from people that they know, they like, and they trust. Yes. So without you, unless you've got a crystal ball and unless someone comes, you know, <laughs> running up and says, woohoo, pick me, I'm ready to buy, you can't tell. Yeah. So the important thing is to get, like the ideal scenario is someone buys from you now. You just happen, yeah. to, happen to hit them at the right moment. The second best scenario is that you gain permission to stay in touch. 
Yes. And that's the way that you do it with your social media and with your email newsletters in particular. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if we could give a questionnaire to a prospect and go, <laughs> now where are you on the buying cycle? <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes what I do, and this is often if I'm looking for something, I'll do a lot of research on the internet. So I might go to someone's yes. website. I might just follow you know, their newsletter. So by the time I ring them, I have already done a lot of my research, you know, and I know that this is definitely a possibility. Whereas for some people, the first call that they make is the first contact. They haven't even read a newsletter. They haven't gone to the website. So it's so important as a business owner is we need to have some form of I'm not going to say an intake questionnaire, but some questioning, some sort of a conversation with someone to find out how much they already know about you because each person where they are in that buying cycle is going to be very dependent or where they are is going to be very dependent on what questions you ask, what you share, all of those sorts of things. So that's such, such, such an important insight again. Lots and lots of stuff. Great, great stuff in here, Angela. Thank you so much. So, all right. So we've got the audience. So we've defined, we know that it's really important to define our niche market. We don't want to be trying to, to be everything to all people. That's not going to get us in front of our ideal client and build a success business. We've got the right message. When we have those two things in place, what's the next step we need to take? That one there then is the what I touched on briefly before, which is the watering holes. Mm-hmm. Now, a watering hole by definition is what I call where you find your ideal clients in their greatest numbers. A watering hole is where it is best to direct most of your focus and attention because you know that's where you're most likely to connect and be able to engage with these clients. So let's take, for example, a naturopath. Mm-hmm. Now, a naturopath who wants to work with stressed out, tired mums. That's a nice big mum. <laughs> um, now, depending on, I call it a client avatar, like the, the big picture that you've built up of the type of person that you're wanting to work with. Yeah. Now, we know that for mums, a likely watering hole would be a school because they're, they're likely to have that's one of the reasons they're tired they've got kids as well as working and so a great watering hole there would be the school newsletter a lot of school newsletters allow you to, to advertise in them for a very nominal amount and it could be when schools do fundraising events you can take a stand at those events and actually have like a booth mm-hmm. because you know that the people there are your type of clients you could also find for example a lot of mums spend some time with their friends at, say, a local coffee shop if they were the mums of, of small, small children. So you could have some of your promotional material there. Okay, They mm. might spend time reading Mamma Mia, you know, one of the blogs online. And so you could see about doing some Facebook advertising that can pop up there. There's so many options once you know exactly who it is that you're wanting to work with. Yes. That's when the watering holes become clear. There'd be absolutely no point in, you know, placing an advertisement in a someplace like Flying Solo or a real driven watering hole that yeah. has a different type of audience reading it. Yeah. It's yeah. so important because so many people, and I share a, an example of where one of my clients and contacts provided amazing social media services, but she'd niche to market. So that was great. She'd niche to market to the older generation. And she was blogging and tweeting and posting and everything. And I asked a question, so where are they actually hanging out? 
well, not online, she suddenly realized, wow, the watering hole really is referrals, you know, and going out and attending events where these elderly people were hanging out because they were not already on, yet on social media because they hadn't learned it yet. And it's amazing how when we ask ourselves, where are they hanging out, how it can really reveal where they are going to show up in large numbers. We may love a particular magazine, but it doesn't mean that our ideal client loves it too. So great, great point. That's, that's hit it on the head. And if I may add to that, often, um, and this is one of the things that I think is absolutely gold for, for small business owners, is strategic alliances. Because mm. so often the people that you're wanting to reach are already being reached by somebody else. Let's think about that naturopath, for, for example. There's a women's gym, a gym that's just for women like Fernwood or the one that I very occasionally get to <laughs> um, where I live. Now, they have an audience already sitting there of women that are in that mindset. They want to look after themselves. You know, they're tired. They're looking mm-hmm. to boost their energy. How could you approach that gym and offer something of value to their clients so that you could gain an introduction to them? It might be as simple as having you know a poster up in the change room. It might be as simple as offering a prize pack for everyone who's visiting the gym that particular month. As long as you're going to the strategic alliance partner with a win-win scenario, Mm -hmm. then you can often tap right into a watering hole that is richly full of your type of ideal clients. Yeah, I love that idea. Before we end the show, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to take down your web address and how to get in contact with you because a lot of the things that you shared today, I'm sure our listeners are going, wow, never would have thought of that because so often we are very close to our businesses and we cannot see the forest from the trees. You know, we can't recognize our strategic alliances or how we define a watering hole and I'm sure that is something that you can certainly support our listeners in. So we'll certainly do that. But before we do, we've spoken a lot today about some of the things, the things that people should be doing to nurture and grow their business. And many of them are mums as well. So we're juggling family and business. We don't want to get overwhelmed. So what sort of tips do you have for businesses to be able to run and build a successful business, but also do it in a way that is not going to have them stressed and overwhelmed? That would be the magic cure for us all. But yes, I do have some ideas. (laughs) Probably there's two key things that I'd recommend. The first one is that there's two things that are vital in our businesses. One, serving clients and Mm. doing an amazing job at that. But the second one is marketing because you don't want to binge market. You don't want to market and then things are going well, so I stop. And then I don't market again until Mm. things go slow. So the first piece of advice is book into your diary marketing time for me it's every monday monday Mm -hmm. i do not i do not serve clients on a monday i serve my business so i'm working on my business as opposed to in it so when you so pull that aside book it into your calendar and it's (laughs) non-negotiable you know that's the day when you're going to be working on your business so that's tip number one tip number two is clarity when i work with small business owners and women in particular because we do juggle so much We've forgotten or we haven't got really clear on what I call the cascade effect. Mm -hmm. Now, what that means is that, first of all, you've got your vision. What is it that you want to achieve with your business? Because what success looks like to me is very different to somebody else. You have to define it on your terms. Mm. Some people want to take over the world. Some people just want some extra money to go to the movies. So you need to decide what's your vision. From there, set your clear objectives, your tangible objectives. From there, then you've got what are my strategies to achieve each of those objectives and Mm -hmm. underneath that is your tactic. So it goes vision, 
objectives, strategies, tactics. When we don't get clear on those, that's when we get all busy and overwhelmed. You get um, distracted by bright, shiny options syndrome where, oh, I could do, oh, I read about that new social media thing. I should do that. Oh, maybe I should be over here. And you get just all over the place. So if you're very clear on what it is that you're trying to achieve, it becomes far more obvious what objectives and strategies you should be using and which ones you can say, no, thanks, that doesn't serve me in achieving my vision. Mm, I have something to admit and I'm going to do it right here in front of, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people, but <laughs> you know, previously to business coaching, I was a career coach and prior to that, I mean, many, many years ago, sort of as, as, as started off as a VA and through the years, you know, I've invested in different workshops, bought different books, all of that, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, just yesterday, I thought, you know what? I'm going to clean it out through all of my cupboards. And that I did. And I tell you what, as I was throwing stuff away, it was like, yep, that was another new shiny option that I chased back in 1990, whatever it was. And there was another shiny new object. And it was just <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. As you're saying that, it is so true. You know, we're so often distracted by we need to do this and we need to do this and we haven't spent the time in seeing through what we were working on so no wonder it doesn't have the you know the impact that we really want it because we're not giving it the time we're not giving it the focus so I think those steps that you mentioned are so important your vision your objectives your strategies and your tactics and by implementing those and getting clear on those we are going to then really be focused on what it is that we need to be doing and working on to build our business. Love it. Love it, Angela. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Great. And I tell you, I'm loving my new clean office. I'm opening my cupboards. <laughs> and you know how sometimes you have a cupboard where everything just sort of falls out and you're trying. <laughs> anyway, that's no longer, no longer. So I'm, I'm feeling very, very uh, inspired. So how can people get in contact with you? Because you've shared so many amazing things today. I think really important. How can they find out more and get in contact with you? Well, our website is ideasintoaction.com.au. Fabulous. And I mean, the, the, the reasoning behind that name was because ideas are brilliant, but if you don't actually take them and implement them, nothing changes. So mm-hmm. that's where the name came from. I actually launched the business at my dining room table when my daughter was three and my son was uh, five. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a wee while. But <laughs> what I'd like to draw your attention to, if I may, for your listeners, is that when they hit the homepage of the website, there's a big fat blue button that says free online video training. Now, I'd really encourage anyone who has been listening today and it's resonating with them, this concept of client engagement, there's a, a series of five videos and downloadable worksheets that accompany them that take you through the, the core concepts of, of engagement marketing. That goes through from the vision to setting objectives to coming up with your ideal client, your watering holes, which marketing tools to use. And I think they'll find that very valuable to take the time to go through it. Terrific. Thank you so much for sharing that. And of course, if you go to um, the website, www.ideasintoaction.com.au. And as Angela was saying, there's a big blue button there. Click through on that and get access to the trainings. Very important. So look, thank you so much for um, coming on the show. I think everything that you spoke about today is just so important and you know 2013 is peaking its head around the corner and I think for those people who maybe found that 2012 
didn't quite get the results that they wanted by following the tips and strategies that you shared today and accessing your, your video training too, that's going to give them some solid ground to really make 2013 a great year, yes? Absolutely. Let's go rocket. <laughs> Let's go rocket. So for all of you that have subscribed to our iTunes channel, I really encourage you to pop on over to our show page because down the bottom underneath all of the wording and all of the links which will take you through to Angela's site, there's an opportunity for you to comment and share. What are your learnings? What are the action steps that you're going to take? Reach out and let us know. And of course, if you like today's show and what Angela shared, and of course, why wouldn't you? Because it's so important. Like it and share it with your community because this is such an important message. If you're not yet part of our community over on Facebook, the address is facebook.com forward slash The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Come on over and uh, network with other like-minded business owners. And of course, Angela will be there as well if you've got any other questions. And if you're a Twitter geek, then uh, our Twitter handle is at The Ambitious Pod, at The Ambitious Pod. And by the way, when I say Twitter geek, I think geeks are amazing. I would have to say that I'm a bit of a geek myself. So there's that's <laughs> not a derogatory term, by the way. So, look, thanks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so, reach out to us, share, ask comments, and of course, get on over to Angela's website and get hold of her training because uh, valuable, valuable lessons. Once again, thanks for coming on the show, Angela. You're very welcome. It was fun. As a business coach and marketing mentor for ambitious entrepreneurs, one of the things I like to do on each show is to share an inspirational tip. And today's inspirational tip is... The challenges we face can often be considered a gift. Why? Because of the amazing learnings and strengths that we developed. Stay strong. Now, for some of you, when I mentioned that some of the challenges we face being a gift, you might have thought, how on earth can it be a gift? And I have to be honest with you, sometimes when I'm in the heat of the moment, when I'm faced with an obstacle or an issue or a problem, it really doesn't seem much like a gift. But it's not till I step back and find out a way in how I can address that challenge, work through it, overcome it, transform it into something that um, can help me drive my business forward. It's not until I do that, that I can really see that uh, just by working through those issues has given me an amazing learning opportunity and how to drive my business forward and how I can overcome that. And I encourage you to do that today. Step back, look, see if you can look at that problem or issue with a different mindset or a different frame of mind and with fresh eyes, maybe look at it again the following morning or maybe even reach out and talk to someone who perhaps has been in that situation before. Now, if you're faced with a challenge, if you've been butting your head up against the same old thing, maybe it's getting new clients, maybe it's not being able to get paid what you're worth, then why don't you reach out and have a chat with me? Every month, I open up a number of complimentary breakthrough strategy sessions and I'd like to invite you to apply for one of those today. All you need to do is go to the following link and pop your details in the sign-up box. And the link is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash breakthrough session. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash breakthrough session. Until uh, our next show, stay inspired. This is Anne-Marie. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com 
that's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.